Welcome to the Specify Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Tats Nakagawa of Castagra Products. Each week, I talk to leaders and experts about how to overcome adversity, grow massive organizations, and how to create meaningful change in the building materials and construction industry. Today's guest is Gabriella Ainsley and Lacey Soslow. They're the co-founders at Matriarchy Build. All right. Gabriella, Lacey, thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. Awesome. Thanks for having us. Yeah. So whose idea was this to start your business? So this is a good story. It was my idea, Gabriella. We had this major winter storm a couple of years ago in central Texas, and I was just bemoaning the way that the process was to work with contractors. It felt really intimidating. It didn't feel like there were women out there who I could engage with, with the kind of communication style that I really like. Lacey has many years of experience hiring contractors. And so I kind of roped her in and said, I think there's a better way that we can be doing this, right? Can you give me any advice? And sure enough, we put our heads together on this. What was your relationship before? Like how, how long did you know each other? So Gabriella and I um, have known each other for, gosh, almost 20 years now. We went, we were at school together in college, so friends there. And then we also worked together at the home and garden brand from Anthropology Urban Outfitters Group called Terrain. So we were friends first, but also colleagues and had kind of that duality of knowing how to interact with each other and, and navigate the friendship, but then also really understood one another's working styles and felt really comfortable kind of wearing those two hats to transition from friends into to colleagues as well. Yeah. Tell me about that prior role. It sounded interesting. I was on the buying team. My background is primarily in retail and merchandising as a, as a buyer. And shortly after I started working at Terrain, they had an opening that, that Lacey was scooped up for. Wow. No, that's great. So, I mean, we'll talk a little bit more about the business you have now, but how does your team work work? Because you know, different people have different skill sets and stuff like that. How do you each characterize yourself in terms of your teamwork? Sure. Well, I, you know, be, being just the two of us, there's certainly a lot of hats and hats get shared. But I think on a big picture perspective, my background is in consumer marketing and the digital space. So I really oversee marketing and creative. And because of my background on the renovation side of things, also really connected with our pro network. Although Gabriella is very knee deep with our pro network as well. And I'll, I'll let you, Gabriella, share sort of your, your domain. Yeah. So I work primarily on the operations and finance side of things, but lately I've been going out on handy person jobs with our pros in Austin. So yes, as Lacey said, we're just kind of plug in where we need to plug in. Yeah. So you have this experience and you see a challenge and, you know, you, you rope Lacey in, but was it fairly straightforward getting it off the ground? What, what were the bumps? Not at all. I think it took us a while to understand what it was we needed to offer folks. We sort of thought maybe this is a directory. Maybe this is almost an Angie's List type resource. But the women who we found in these trades are really dispersed across the country. And what we wanted to ensure was that people were really able to connect with our network wherever they were. And that led us to what we call tele-DIY, these online consultations that are video-driven consultations for homeowners and renters to really talk with 
tradespeople, folks in the building world across a number of different career profiles. Yeah. So you mentioned a teller, which means that they're not necessarily performing the work. What type of people call into this? What are they expecting out of this experience? Yeah. So when it's it's an interesting question because when we started, we really thought, okay, this is going to be all DIYers looking for help with you know different repairs around the house or new build projects. And we certainly have that customer profile. So about 50% of our customers do fit into that DIY working with their hands. But then the other 50% are folks tackling larger remodeling projects. So somebody who might be kicking off a kitchen renovation, they've never done that before, don't really know where to start. So really looking to demystify the larger renovation and remodel space just because it's so intimidating and it's opaque and confusing. And so we really have those two profiles, but where they meet in the middle is also very cool because we get a lot of folks who are like, all right, I'm tackling this larger project. I know I need to hire some of it. I kind of want to do some of it. Like where do where do we stop and start there? And so that kind of middle ground is also another use case that we're seeing a lot of and it's, it's super cool just because not everyone fits neatly into these categories and we're happy that our pros are able to provide advice and guidance, you know, along that full spectrum. Yeah, like you have a contractor, is it reasonable, you know, that they're approaching it this way, getting a second opinion or should I tackle it? right? Or get talked off the ledge of doing it yourself and saving money in the long term and hiring a contractor. Exactly. Give me an idea of scale and and all those things. I'm assuming you have to vet these contractors that people are in there because it's important. What does that process look like and what have you built it to? So I can speak to kind of where we are and where we've come from. We launched the platform a year and a half ago with 25 folks across carpentry, general GC, general contractors, plumbing, electricians. We've added on since then folks who skew a little more in the design world, architects, interior designers, et cetera. But by the end of last year, we'd grown to about 80 pros on the site. We have a wait list of over 400 folks right now who would like to be on the site, but since we do rep them, we haven't we haven't been able to make our way through that whole list yet. Yeah. What's been your process to vet these individuals? Yeah. So our vetting process is a, a couple layers. So first and foremost, we check out everyone's online portfolio, examples of their work, online social media accounts, that type of thing to really ensure that their online reputation is up to snuff. We check licensing and credentials where where appropriate and relevant some of the trades don't have. For example, tile setters don't have a license. It's a it's you know, unlike a plumber or an electrician. So checking those credentials. And then most importantly, what we've been doing at the start is about 15 to 20 minute interviews so that we can get a, a temperature check and ensure that folks really have the bedside manner to be working with people online and have a good energy. So that's really been our process right now. And so far it's it's been going well and it doesn't take you know a super long amount of time and we feel pretty comfortable with, with growing that. Yeah. So, I mean, what's the vision in terms of the scale and you know the, the categories and stuff like that? We're really looking to kind of disrupt the construction and home renovation space more broadly and bring gender equality to this world. So it's a it's a grand idea that we have in mind. In terms of how we're tackling it, we definitely want to continue deepening our relationships with pros and really continue to make this a really robust and kind of powerful tech opportunity for consumers to engage with people from their homes on these projects. But we've just started in Austin as our first city 
in-person services. We very quickly found that for every consultation booked online, there were three or four people saying, hey, I'd love to hire your pros in the city that I'm in. And so we're trying to make that accessible to everybody starting here in Austin. So we've got a subscription membership now where folks can buy in and then have access to our handy people for in-person services and some other fun kind of bells and whistles there too. But a lot of plans for expansion of that program as well. Yeah. So you have the tele-consulting side of it, and then you're trying to get the delivery side of it. When you're dipping your toes into this, what have you learned? Because I'm assuming it's quite a different process. Yeah. I mean, it's once you start going into people's homes, there's just hiccups that come up. And so, you know, we we anticipated that, but I mean, especially with Austin as our first market, you know, and, and actually Gabriel, I feel like has been on so many more of these handy person. I'm I'm in Philadelphia, so I'm not down there in the weeds. But you know, the door threshold size for your door is maybe not the standard size of the like materials that you need to be purchasing. And not that any of these things are insurmountable, but it's just there's always quirky little hiccups that that come up and really um, part of our value proposition, being around communication is just a huge win for us because there's always going to be problems. No one's like that shocked. It's how you communicate when you're working through something. And I think that's been an exciting learning that I've taken from, from hearing about a lot of these projects because our handy people are doing a great job at being an ally and a communicator with, with the customer. Mm. You mentioned communication, which is interesting. So as part of your vetting process, do you partner with people that are already good at communicating? We do. That's one of the things we try and suss out when we're getting to know folks, but particularly for these in-person services. Bedside manner over video consultation is important to us. We want customers to feel great about who they're talking to and really feel listened to and understood, but that becomes much more paramount when you're in somebody's home talking to them in person. So yeah. that's definitely a big part of what we think about for folks who are recommending for in-person work. So people that are good at the job, they're good communicators, the quality is good on the contracting work. What is your pitch to get them on the platform? So what's been super fascinating about all of this, because honestly, I think one of our biggest concerns at the outset, you know, just when we started this was, okay, supply and demand, like, how are we going to get these pros? You know, like that was for sure what we thought was going to be the biggest challenge. And what we have found is that women specifically are really hungry for community and collaboration in this space, because there really isn't something targeted to that, to that audience. And a lot of these folks are sometimes the only woman on the job site. And so I think that when we started explaining what we were looking to do, they were like, oh, cool, I'm in, you know, and it was almost like, I don't even need the work. I just want to be a part of it. And that's been really cool to see the organic growth of that pro community. And to Gabriella's point earlier, we have over 400 people on the waitlist who, who want to get in the mix. But the pitch is also like our clients who are signing up for Matriarchy Build memberships, they're voting to be a part of a space where they're excited about working with more women. So we've had actually a lot of our pros being like, yeah, so far your customers have been awesome. Like they're really cool, you know? So I think part of that experience is really a two-way street where they're feeling supported in the consumers they're working with and then the consumers feeling supported in the pro that they're working with. And so that kind of cycle of positivity, I think has been, been fueling things on both sides and feels super exciting. Wow, yeah, that's interesting. I like that. How do you think you try to preserve that as you grow? You know, we're not a volume model. We're really about quality. And I think 
our customers are going to remain interested in the same level of quality. And we want to be working with the best contractors and among all the trades, wherever we're looking for them. And so we'll be able to continue recommending those people. I don't think that there's really a fear that that, that, that will be too diluted. I think folks who are interested in our company, they're coming to us for a specific point of view. And I, I don't think that'll dissipate. I'd also add on, I think we're excited about leveraging additional opportunities and revenue streams within this community versus trying to just pump out more of this initial product. And so the volume Gabrielle is talking about is spot on. I mean, even at two to 3% penetration, we feel really good about where this could go on a, on a national level. Awesome. What are the things that are on your wish list currently? Our wish list currently? Wow. I really wish we had some like more souped up seamless tech. I think that's something that we're neither Lacey and I are technical founders. And so we worked with some great folks, but you know, those little quick fixes, I wish she and I could implement and kind of, uh, I think we see so many ways to improve the user experience on the site. So that would be my number one. Yeah, that's for sure. The number one, I think another thing we're really excited about, and I don't even know if it's on the wish list as much as it's just like a roadmap thing that we're not quite ready for, but is some pipeline to training and job creation for more women in this space. So like the skilled trade labor shortage is like a fundamental problem, you know, not just facing women in this space, but everyone and women are a big part of combating that. And so I think we're super excited about figuring out how we can create programs at uh, in our local markets to train more women and get them in into this field because it's just like such a win-win all around. That's wonderful. Anything that I did not ask you, but you wanted to share? I feel like if you had said that, but not asked that question, I probably would have just talked about what I talked about with the skilled trade labor shortage. <laughs> you guys are doing a great job. Thank you. And yeah, if people want to connect with you because they want to sign up or help in any way, how do they do that? Yeah. So folks can visit our website, matriarchybuild.com. If you are national and are looking to connect with a pro for advice, you can just go to find a pro and sort through whether it's by trade or by project. And if you're a pro looking to get involved, we have an application. It's like a big chunky box at the bottom of our site in the footer says apply. And then also we are always sharing information about our pros and how to's and just other brands and materials and things we think are cool on our Instagram. So at Matriarchy Build, the community that we've built there, we're super proud of and always excited to get more folks in the mix. So would would encourage people to check that out as well. Great. Thank you for listening to the Specify Growth Podcast today. Make sure you check out youtube.com forward slash tats talks for video of today's podcast. Hit the subscribe button for upcoming episodes. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.